All right, today we are going to go over some guys that you should be targeting in your trades, in your dynasty leagues, guys that are buys early in this offseason, probably due to recency bias, but we're going to get into all the data on why these guys are buys. But first, make sure you hit like on the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're going to come out with content like this video uh, all offseason, and we're going to try to get you the buys. We're going to get you the rookie information. We're going to give you all the best dynasty information to try to help you win your league. So make sure you hit subscribe, become a part of the domain community, and make sure you check out dynastydomain.locals.com is where we're going to put the ADP tool uh, that we use in this video. We're going to put all of our exclusive content there as well. You can ask questions. We can give you advice on your teams. Make sure you head over there, dynastydomain.locals.com. Let's get into it. Uh, early dynasty buys, and we say early because the playoffs are still going on, but Something that we've realized over the last couple weeks, actually, this is probably the best time to do startup drafts. And 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 let me and you know, there are a lot of people that are like, oh, it's it's too early for me to be in startups. Oh, I can't be doing startups. I mean, football is not even over. And I get it. I get it. I mean, like, I wanted to wait. I did. I, I I'm a junkie. I am a degenerate for playing so much fantasy football. <laughs> and I wanted to wait. I did not want to be in this. But I realized something as we were through these. The recency bias is real. It is extremely real, and, and when you're doing these early startups, there are a lot of guys that are sliding that should not be sliding, and we're going to go over a couple of them today. So we've got five guys that you should be targeting in your dynasty leagues that have fallen in value uh, or not gone up in value that absolutely should have increased or stayed the same in value this year. Uh, we're going to look at all the data on them. We're going to look at why they are buys, what kind of deals you should be trying to get for them, etc. We've got it all for you here today. Let's get into it. The biggest buy. The biggest buy so far this dynasty season. By far. By far is Kyler Murray. I mean, look, look, I get it. I get that he's a rushing quarterback. I get that he tore his ACL. And I know that's not good. And I know that's going to limit his mobility. And it's going to be a while before that type of rushing upside, that elite rushing upside. I know it's going to be a year or more before that actually returns to its full strength. Kyler is on a five-year, $230 million contract, guys. <laughs> that is dumb money. He's not going anywhere. And, and you know, he tore his, his ACL early enough to where, you know, when you're looking at when he could probably come back, it's an eight- to ten-month recovery window. You know, so that puts him back probably between September and November. So not only are you buying into an elite running back, somebody who – or. I'm, that's bias right there. Implicit bias of running yeah, back. Yeah. Not only buying into an elite quarterback that averaged 19 points per game this year, still in a pretty crappy situation with pretty crappy coaching, some of the elite rushing upside that you don't see a ton in dynasty that is absolutely crucial to your dynasty team's success and can yep. add a lot of points. Not only is are you getting him a discount, Famous. he could be back in the middle of next year <laughs> and he could help your dynasty team in the playoffs next year. Oh my gosh. There, there are just there, there are so many stat lines that you can look at here from from this year, from Kyler Murray this year before his injury, where you're like, dude, it does not matter how much he runs next year, it he's still an elite passer in terms of volume. Yeah, team pass per team pass plays per game this year, thirty nine. That was fourth in the NFL. They like fourth. to throw the ball. Not to mention the rushing upside. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. But that's again, just a bonus. Yeah, the rushing upside is a bonus. But again, we're also talking about Sean Payton potentially getting the coaching now, that job would, there. That would be huge. Look what Sean Payton did with Drew Brees. Drew Brees owns like every single passing record until Brady, I guess, broke and, them and all this year. Not, but you know, it, 
No, we're not saying Kyler Murray is going to be Drew Brees with Sean Payton. We will say that that style of play, that style of offense that Sean Payton likes to run, caters to the passing game. Wouldn't you want a Kyler Murray with Sean Payton? As I mean, look, yes. this, and this is just... You wanted a Kyler Murray with Cliff Kingsbury, and yeah. he was a bad coach. I mean, you know, I want Kyler with it a good only coach. gets better from here. And look, and this is speculation. You know, Sean Payton might not even coach anywhere. He might coach yeah, somewhere right. else. You're right. But at but the same time, anyway. we've, I've, I mean, I don't know if you've seen the videos of Sean Payton talking about Kyler Murray. Sean Payton loves Kyler Murray. Either way, the point is you're going to get a better situation in Arizona than you did last year. And you could say, well, they're trading D-Hop away. Well, they might move into a rebuild. Well, James Conner is getting a wall. J.J. Watt retired. Again, I'm looking at the individual production potential for Kyler Murray. And I know the ACL scary. I know it's probably going to take more than a full year for him to be back in full strength. But Kyler Murray is, again, the contract, the rushing upside, the potential improved situation. He is going adjacent right now to C.D. Lamb, the 101, and to Attack of Iloa in Dynasty, in our ADP model. That, so we've done more than 10 startup drafts and mock drafts. Please try to say with a serious face that you would take the 101 C.D. Lamb or Tua over Kyler Murray. Say each one with a serious face. If you're taking Bijan over Kyle, Kyler Murray, I mean, you should just, I mean, you shouldn't watch his video. <laughs> because we're not going to tell you anything you like. Yeah. Yeah, he is a, um, a screaming buy in dynasty for this reason. We could talk can, all day. About can I, can this. I say ahead. one more thing yeah. about it? Uh, please go buy him right now. Please. I, uh, go, I just go make an offer. I, I just made a trade that I did not think would ever go through. And it did. I sold Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love and Jonathan Taylor. And I got not just Kyler Murray, but I also got Saquon Barkley. That is just that's set. Don't, let's, let's I don't set on. your expectations that high because that's ridiculous. You're not going to get that. And, Austin Eckler is the next buy. Oh, man. If you follow us on Twitter, you know we are literally an Austin Eckler propaganda page. And, yeah, and, and really Simon, are. who runs Except our, it's all true. Yeah, and Simon runs our Twitter, and he is all in on Austin Eckler. says he is the best value at running back. And you cannot argue with it. Look, Austin Eckler has dropped seven spots since last offseason in ADP. He's being drafted now in the fourth round. Austin Eckler is the same dude that is tied to Justin Herbert that was the RB1 in fantasy football leagues this year. He had 22 points per game this year. He is a league winner. Not to mention the main argument against Austin Eckler is going to be number one, his age, his age. and number two, his touches. But let's, I mean, when you're looking at, you know, his touches, career touches, this is total, passing, rushing, 1,185 career touches for Austin Eckler. And you're looking and comparing that against Saquon, you're comparing that against Chris McCaffrey. Saquon with 1,200, Chris McCaffrey with 1,450. So Austin Eckler, while he is older than those guys, he has less mileage. And he's going to accrue his mileage at a lesser rate than those guys because he's only getting 44.7% of his team snap share. 44%, and he was the RB1. He was scoring... Tw uh, that that is, is, no joke, the greatest efficiency I have ever seen in my entire life. If you did snap share to points, like if that were an actual statistic, maybe oh it is. Oh my gosh. I mean, let me we should make that up. We should. For running backs. If we did snapshot, to, if that was an actual statistic, Austin be, Eckler would be off the page. Uh, leaps and bounds ahead of anyone else. So why are we scared of him? It's because of his age. Guys, we're, because playing, of his age. we're playing Dynasty in three-year windows here. <laughs> he has John, a, he has enough oh he has enough cushion in those touches to be very, very, very good on that Chargers offense for three more years. Yeah, and I the honestly good. I honestly don't even know why you're worried about his touches in the receiving game because if that was a concern for running backs in terms of their durability, we would be talking about that for wide receivers also. The sure. receptions do not contribute to the wear and tear of running backs like 
carries do. He has 811 career carries, which is equivalent to a 24 to 25 year old bell cow running back. Jonathan Taylor is going to pass Austin Eckler easily at the start of next season in terms of carries. I mean, you can you can get in the comment and well, I think Austin Eckler is a declining asset. And well, he probably is. He probably he probably is technically a declining I'll, asset. I'll buy that declining but, asset. But do you all like day. do you like winning fantasy football leagues? Because winning fantasy football leagues has value. You're getting the he was the third overall scorer in PPR leagues last year. Third overall, and you're getting third him in the, overall. In the, I did not know he was third overall. It, check me, fact check me. On that. I will fact check you on that. He's something. It was I, something. <laughs> it was something crazy like that. I think it was. Either way, he's league winning. I mean, if you're looking at 22 points per game, that adds Fourth, up. Fourth, uh, 16th overall. Yeah, not third. <laughs> okay. In PPR leagues? Oh, in PPR? He was fourth overall in PPR. You were right. You were right. I, I, I told you. Almost right. Almost right. Almost right. Still, <laughs> he's producing more than most quarterbacks, and you're getting him in the fourth round. <sighs> Guys, again, Eckler, if you have somebody that puts him on the trade block, don't let anybody trade for him. Go get him, especially on your contending teams. Even on your rebuilds, you know? I mean, I could see you picking up Eckler and selling him to a contender midseason next year because he's going to go off again. He's yeah. not a bad investment. Any, no, of these, any of these guys are, are applicable to any type of team because they're going to be able to be resold for a higher value either in, either because they're going to be sold to a contending team or because they're young guys and they're going to go up in value even more and they should have already gone up in value. So yep. Austin Eckler, great buy in, in Dynasty. And then Love Chris Olave. I'll, I'll let you get in on Chris Olave. Yeah, good, good stuff with Chris Olave. Um, Olave is one of those guys right now where he had a really successful rookie season. Situation was questionable. We don't know what the situation at the quarterback position is going to look like for New Orleans next year, and I personally don't really care. Olave and Garrett Wilson both kind of prove that they're, they're dang near quarterback proof. Um, with Olave, he's going behind DK, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson, and then the older guys, Tyreek Hill and Stephon Diggs. Amon Ross St. Brown is going a full round, almost a full round ahead of Alave in terms of ADP. And Alave is one of those guys where I'm looking at his draft capital and I'm looking at the fact that Michael Thomas is probably going to leave that offense. Not like that matters much anymore because he's been injured. But Alave is the only, only threat there in the passing game, only legitimate fantasy threat there. Um, who is there to compete with him in targets? And could, I, I mean, this is a guy that he's not being drafted at his ceiling yet. He's still going. Not. He's still going at the tail end of the third round. Yeah, the it, third round. It's stupid. And in, in his production as a rookie was was again off the charts. It it it's, <laughs> it's the Devonta Smith rule. Yes, he had 119 targets as a rookie, and 72 of those were receptions. So you could you could go into you know okay, that's a low percentage. I mean, I would. I mean, I mean, Andy he, Dalton Andy was throwing him the Dalton ball. Dalton was throwing him the ball. That's all that needs to be said. Poor QB say, play in a less than ideal situation is going to play into that. Uh, again, a thousand yard season as a rookie. Looking at the past seven other one thousand yard rookie seasons in the NFL, Garrett Wilson this year obviously with Chris Olave, but before that, Jalen Waddle, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, AJ Brown, Michael Thomas, and Amari Cooper. Those are the past seven. All of those, Look, man. all of those five guys, yeah. the last five at least, are going ahead of him in startups, yep. and the other two were going higher at some point in in MT and in, 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 in uh, Amari Cooper. Yeah. And that does that not scream stud? Yeah. Look, man, I'm going to shoot my shot here. Um, obviously, Alave, I think, is pretty much without question this time next year going to be valued higher than Tyreek and Stefan because of their age. Because, yeah. Um, I. 
He's 22. I'm, I'm calling my shot here. Alave is going to be more valuable than Amon Ra in terms of ADP this time next year. I think year. that's a great shot to call him. I absolutely I think agree he will with be. that. I think Amon Ra might drop a few spots maybe because of Jamison Williams. And then with, with Chris Alave, he's just... We don't hate Amon Ra, please. No, no, no. Please no, do no, not no. be offended. Amon Ra is amazing. Because people will get in our comments, why do you yeah, hate Amon we're, we're not against we Amon Ra St. Brown. This is about Chris Alave. It's about Olave. Chris Alave. Yeah. Uh, and, and the last thing to, to target here or, or to, um, to highlight here with Chris Alave... 2.26 yards per team pass attempt. That's a Simon Denny stat right there. But that yep. is good for ninth in the league. That's nuts. It's an it's it's probably the best efficiency metric that you can you know can judge receivers off of. He is efficient for a rookie, and you're getting. I mean, he could be a cornerstone asset for your dynasty team for years to come. He's only 22, and you're getting him at the end of the third. I, you got to. I mean, I would take Smash him. Smash loving. I I thought he'd be going late second, early third. I'm taking him all day where he's at. I mean, he's gonna yeah. he's gonna increase in ADP. Yep. So, uh, all right. So then Mike Evans actually is going our to next. the older side. Yeah, yeah. Mike Evans is our next uh, dynasty buy, and you may be thinking, <sighs> okay, uh, Brady might not be there. There, merited, completely merited. Uh, yeah. Mike Evans is getting old. Yeah, he is getting old. <sighs> he's younger than a lot of older guys that are going ahead of him. But Mike Evans has dropped 42 spots in dynasty that three and a half rounds he had more targets receptions yards and and slightly less touchdowns than last year but i mean more in most every category aka he's not really slowing down yet and mike evans produced before tom brady got there mike evans has been one of the most consistent fantasy wide receivers over the past decade he has never produced below a thousand receiving yards in his career nine i don't think he's gonna fall off a cliff come next season if Brady's gone, uh, we saw him produce before Brady. We saw him produce now. Yes, Godwin's there. Yes, Godwin is always going to take away from Mike Evans, which is sure. why he's not valued yep. as highly as these other older guys like Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Stephon Diggs. But, I mean, he's his ADP is is lower than D-Hops right now, who's a full year older than him, and we don't know what his situation is going to look like. Mike Evans, what... What is not to like about him? He if he scored eight less touchdowns this season than he did last year, he outproduced himself last the uh, from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two. He had more receiving yards, more receptions, and more targets. It was just eight touchdowns less. If he had the same amount of touchdowns this season as he did the previous year, he would have blown away. And he dropped the, quite the, a few. Yes, and it was just and he dropped an and it was just a chemistry thing like. It wasn't like a permanent. He started catching him yeah. at the end of the year. Look, I get the natural ADP fall of of a receiver like Mike Evans, who is aging. If he had fallen around, I would have been completely. But he's not thirty three. He's not. He should no. He shouldn't be falling three and a half rounds. He. I mean, buy he, him. He may be the most. Buy him. He may be the most consistent. Fan, he's not going to. He's not going to stop being consistent. Value equivalent right now. So these are guys being drafted next to Mike Evans. Rashad White, AJ Dillon. Yeah, Aaron Jones, Mike Evans, Mike Evans, the two hundred one, uh, Bateman, uh, Evans, Bateman. Why are you taking Bateman over Evans? <laughs> Keenan Allen, Calvin Ridley. Calvin Ridley's by two. We should we don't mention <laughs> yeah, him in this video, but he's a buy. I'll, I'll I'll take Mike Evans over Keenan Allen, and with with Ridley. <sighs> I mean, most of them. Yeah, I, I, especially if you're contending. Yeah. <sighs> It makes no sense. Yeah. But go again. We're telling you so we can you can go get these guys. It's another yep. good guy to go target. Yeah. Last in, guy we got here is uh, Deontay Johnson, yep. who is, again, one of our biggest buys that we're going to have here um, at the start of the season. Zero touchdowns this year. It's incredible. Actually. Zero. Because he, this is he's like Michael Pittman this season on steroids in terms of like he didn't score any touchdowns. Michael Pittman, I think, scored three. Deontay Johnson, 
zero touchdowns. That that is not going to happen again. It's not. It's not like he fell off the face of the earth. His efficiency was roughly the same. Okay, in in terms of yards per target, yards yards per catch, um, things like that. His his targets to receptions went down a little bit. He was playing with Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett. I remember one of the first podcasts we ever did last year. You were really high on Deontay Johnson. You said you didn't think he was going to fall in production. Simon and I said he was going to fall back a bit because of this this the season of growth for Kenny Pickett. We ended up sort of getting on the same page with you and really ended up liking his value and ranking him higher probably than we should have. However, Kenny Pickett is getting better and better and better. They almost made the playoffs because of it. And as Pickett improved, Deontay continued to, Deontay produced again. Deontay Johnson had 147 targets this year. On the Steelers. When everyone was super high on George playing Pickens. Playing with Najee Harris, playing with Fryermuth, playing with George Pickens. And even Claypool for half the season. And again, only 882 yards. He, was, he needs to bring in more than 86 of those, and that's obviously an issue. And, and the touchdowns, you know, you've got to... Yeah, but that's the thing. is, is Touchdowns he, are so volatile. If he can get half of those back and his targets are going to go up next year, you're talking about uh, he's going to end up being a wide receiver too. Again, yeah. at least in terms of production. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And, he's, and the, you know, you're getting him so late in startups. I mean, he's got two years left on his deal. And he, and if, if the situation, you know, gets somehow worse, he's not stuck in Pittsburgh forever. So I think that's important to remember too. And, and you know, I think we kind of touched on this, but George Pickens, he's not going to take away from Deontay Johnson because Deontay Johnson's a better receiver. Yeah, Pickens is not it. Trash us in the comments. Sorry. Don't care. I, You're I, welcome I, to. I, it's the truth. There's a reason, I mean, there's a reason and we like to say, and JC likes to make fun of us for it, but, Wide receivers earn targets, and they do, though. I mean, the the more dominant receivers are targeted more. Yeah, and and I want to say I want to say this up front before you guys crap on me for it because I think George Pickens is a way better receiver and is going to pan out way more way, way better than Kadarius Tony probably ever will. But with Pickens, I see a lot of athletically, I see a lot of similarities with him and Kadarius Tony. Where Kadarius Tony after the catch was amazing. Well, George Pickens, George Pickens is a freak. At catching body control, very, oh my body gosh. control, amazing. He can catch the ball when it looks when it's like the most unlikely thing ever. But when it comes to fundamentals in the basics of route running, getting open and being in the right position for your quarterback to get you the ball, like he's not elite. Which means that we we don't really think that he's ever going to get to that point where he is going to be some elite wide receiver one in fantasy and, and maybe at most a wide receiver two. But Deontay Johnson is just the better receiver. That's why they resigned him. That's why Pittsburgh extended him. He's he's got like we said two years left on his deal. He's got plenty of time to to grow in his chemistry with Kenny Pickett. Really like his promise here, and his value here is going to be great. Yeah, that's so. that's gonna wrap. Those are five guys you should be go. You should go target and trade for. Go send out trade for these guys right now. The best way to get ahead in dynasty is to trade, 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 trade. Get small value wins. They add up to big value wins. You end up being able to move value for points. You can move value for points, but you can't always move points for value in the middle of the season. So make sure you remember that it's good to get these values here at the start of the off season. So make sure you like the video. Make sure you subscribe to the channel. We're gonna come out with the best dynasty content this off season. 
for your dynasty team. We're going to give you the breakdown on all the rookies. We're going to give you dynasty buys, guys you should be moving off of. That is all still to come this offseason, so make sure you hit the subscribe button. Make sure you check out dynastydomain.locals.com. It's where we're going to put the ADP database that we use in this video today. It's a valuable asset. You're getting all kinds of personalized dynasty help and advice on that page, so make sure you check it out and go join us in that community. As always, we appreciate you watching, and we'll see you later.